This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to the Rams Talk preview show. Uh, this week we're covering all things Fleetwoods. Um, and uh, to do that, I have Phil Gittins, um, who covers um, Fleetwood for BBC Radio Lancashire. And uh, he's kindly uh, taken up his time on a Sunday to uh, to go through that with me. How are you, Phil? Yeah, not so bad at all. Thank you. Yeah, um, uh, looking forward to next Saturday's game when Fleet would make the journey to uh, to Pride Park to take on Derby County. Well, yeah, that's that's it, isn't it? And we're kind of uh, looking at it. Um, I mean, we've kind of gone through uh, the rigmarole of probably the vast majority of the season we're now coming to the closing end of it um and uh, just looking at uh, fleetwood um really in the table you kind of cemented yourselves uh in that mid table position um 10 points clear of uh, the relegation kind of a little bit out of touch with the, the playoffs uh, playoff promotion and uh, push with everyone else um really is it for now fleetwood just consolidating for the rest of the season and and just really looking ahead to next season maybe or do you feel Maybe that relegation battle could still be uh, could still be just on that ten to hooks. I think the ten points above the relegation zone, as you you quite rightly identify. So in that respect, they've got a, a bit of a cushion, which which is obviously encouraging. Um, speaking to Scott Brown, sort of recently, I think the intention has to be clearly like it is for every club to pick up as many points as possible and just to see how far up the table they can get, really. Um, the club are ambitious, um, albeit, you know, certainly within League One this season, there are some massive clubs of which clearly Derby County are one. And I think Fleetwood Town, Accrington and Morecambe, who are the teams all within our local area, yeah. do very well indeed to be playing in the third tier of English football. I think when you go to some of these grounds, you get a real indication of just how different it is when you go to Sheffield Wednesday, when you go to Ipswich, when you come to Derby. And I think Fleet would do really well. The, the manager and the owner are very ambitious, though. Um, and I think they are sort of planning that hopefully next season, who knows, they can have a push towards uh, the playoffs. But I think for this season, given the fact they only stayed up on goal difference uh, last time around, I think uh, a top half finish would be extremely acceptable. 
Well, yeah, it, it, you kind of look at it there and it's the ambition of not only the club, but also the, the team and the manager. And and Scott Brown's a born winner with obviously his time at Celtic uh, as a player. And, and he's not going to want to just probably sit there and maybe, like you said, have that mediocre uh, stance and, and stay mid-table. You're going to want to try and push uh, that uh, that position um, up the table. And, and obviously, looking at uh, your last time out against Port Vale, a, a, a team really... Um, alongside you in that mid-table pack, um, how did how did it go? Obviously, you were there covering uh, Fleetwood. How did uh, that uh, fixture go? Obviously, it ended one-one. Uh, how did it play out? Yeah, going into yesterday's match, it was thirteenth placed Port Vale against fourteenth placed uh, Fleetwood Town. Just one point between the two sides, uh, and and on paper, I think you'd have looked at it and thought Fleetwood. Uh, given the fact uh, they're unbeaten in the last four home games, would have gone into the game and thought this is really an opportunity to leapfrog their opponents and take all three points. But there's been a number of times this season when I've gone into games thinking that and it's not materialised. Fleetwood have yeah. predominantly really struggled at home this season. Uh, yesterday, they've played 11 games in five weeks and I think they are beginning to bit, look a bit leggy. Certainly first half. Port Vale with a much better team um, and deservedly took the lead uh, after half time. But fair, fair play to Fleetwood. It, it was never really too cohesive yesterday. There was no real fluidity. But sometimes when you can't win a game, you have to scrap a result. And probably they, they deserved the equaliser when it came, albeit there was still a late chance um, for Matty Taylor to, to stick, you know, take all three points for Port Vale. He didn't take it, fortunately, and, uh, and Fleet would take a share of the spoils, which brings to an end a run of three consecutive defeats. So in that respect, it gives them something to work on coming to Pride Park on Saturday. Well, you, you, you were alluding to it there. Obviously, you got a, a late equaliser, and it, uh, and for Derby fans, um, it, it was a familiar face who, who came up with that. It was Jack Marriott, um, and uh, he, he looks to be leading the line for yourselves um, as well as most recently. Uh, how's he been getting on? Obviously, Derby fans might be quite intrigued to know. Obviously, he was quite a fan favourite, um, especially for that Leeds uh, second leg um, at uh, a couple of seasons ago with Frank Lampard. How, how's he been getting on with yourself? He arrived at the club on transfer deadline day, along with Jaden Stockley. And again, I think I've, just, I've touched on the ambition of, of Fleetwood Town, the owner, the manager, uh, to get players of that calibre at, at League One level to Fleetwood Town, I, I think speaks volumes of where they're wanting to take the club because they are very, you know, they're obviously proven strikers at that level. Yeah. I think particularly Jack Marriott, when he first came in, as I understand that he'd not been playing too much for Peterborough. So it's clearly taken him a while to begin to get up to speed uh, with the rest of the squad. But at Wickham in the week, and again yesterday, the thing that impressed me was his work rate was phenomenal. He was leading along the front line. Uh, he was out on the flanks. He was in the middle. And, uh, you know, he really was causing problems with his movement. Uh, he was closing down the back line as well, making it difficult for them to play out from the back. So it was an encouraging performance. And of course, it, it's a cliche in a sense. But after the game, when we interviewed him, we, we spoke about the importance of getting off the mark for your new club, uh, which he's clearly done. I mean, it was a scrappy goal. He was three or four yards out and bundled <laughs> into the back of the net. But his performance deserved that. And I think Scott Brown has been quite glowing in his, his sort of um, comments about Jack Marriott. 
And actually, at the moment, for me, I was surprised yesterday because he played in the, the central position of what was effectively a front three. They brought Jaden Stockley in, and I would have thought that it was more a case of he would have been the central striker and Jack Marriott would have played off him. That will possibly come to pass in the fullness of time. But at this moment in time, Jack Marriott does seem to be given the nod in that central position. So I think that's probably a, a you know, a, a feather in his cap that he's been given that role when you do have Jaden Stockley at the club, who probably would, many people would identify as a better fit for that. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, is he is he on loan with yourselves or is he on permanent transfer? Did you manage no, to get him permanently? No, but both Stockley and Marriott came in on permanent deals. So right, uh, again, okay. I think it raised a few eyebrows within League One because mm. clearly, as I say, and this isn't wanting to be disparaging towards Fleetwood, but I would have thought there would have been clubs uh, in, in inverted commas of a higher level who would have been looking yeah. at bringing those kind of players in. So I think, again, it's an indication of Fleetwood's ambition. And I think also having Scott Brown at the club is a big draw for players uh, in the summer. He was able to attract the likes of uh, Josh Earl from Preston and Josh Vella from uh, Shrewsbury Town, who are good, solid uh, League One footballers. And I think Scott Brown's presence at the club probably had a lot to do with that. Well, how, how have the fans uh, for, of Fleetwood and obviously yourself um, kind of... Um really being the front and centre with the BBC Radio Lancashire going and, and speaking to, to Scott. How, how have the fans taken to him since his arrival and really cementing his uh, position there as Fleetwood manager? I think the fans are fairly content with, uh, with the appointment. Uh, you, I mean, you look at the progress of Fleetwood Town this season. I was before uh, I obviously came on air with you. I was just having a look <laughs> at the uh, the corresponding period last year. After 36 games uh, last season, Fleetwood had conceded 66 goals. At the same point right now, they've only conceded 38, which shows a, a massive improvement in terms yeah. of their defence. Fleetwood, I think, have got the best. Uh, the, the eighth best defensive record in the division, which really does show how Fleet would have progressed. The problem is, and it has been all season, is putting the ball in the back of the net. They've only scored more than once in a league game on eight occasions this season, which tells its own story. But I do yeah. think, you know, probably Fleetwood fans are realistic. They understand where the club is. They understand where it is in the pecking order. And I think the signs are there that there are there's an encouraging... Uh, basis on which to build and I do think it will be interesting if we were to have this conversation this time next year accepting the fact that Derby may not even be in the division but if they were if we were to have this conversation then it will yeah. be interesting to see where Fleetwood are at that point but the progress is definitely there for all to see. Well when, when you're looking at it there I'm just I mean I've got the table um, just kind of in front of me and really when you look at the season so far has has the team really been um, how do I put this? Really looking at the teams around them, uh, that th those are the ones that they're struggling against or, or really doing well against it. Because you usually see that disparity where some teams just um, actually perform better against the teams that are around them and then struggle at the teams at the lower half or or vice versa. And and, uh, and that's where you really find that position in the table. How Fleetwood can the season as a whole um, panned out uh, against uh, other teams around them? Uh, the home form has been uh, bitterly 
disappointing if the truth be told uh, i've just right. touched on the fact that they're unbeaten now in five at home um so in a way that sounds crazy but it's only really since the turn of the year that they've begun to yeah. uh, pick up results at home prior to that the away form had been absolutely phenomenal uh, from a Fleetwood perspective, albeit they didn't win too many games, but it was a night and day compared to how it's been for the last couple of years. Um, they've only won five times away from home this season, but they've picked up a lot of creditable draws. You look at the fact they've won at Peterborough, they've drawn with Ipswich away, they've drawn with Portsmouth away. They went to Sheffield Wednesday in the FA Cup and got a draw and then took them back to Highbury and beat them in the replay. Uh, they've also got an ill-nil draw at Plymouth. So from a Fleetwood perspective, actually coming to Pride Park, given what we've seen already this season, may inspire a performance out of them because Fleetwood have actually reserved some of their better performances for away from home against some of the big hitters in the league. And uh, just really, um, before we go really into the, the, the weekend's fixture, uh, I mean, last time out, it was a, a bore nil-nil draw. Um, against ourselves at, at Fleetwood, um, obviously for yourself uh, for viewing and, and covering Fleetwood, that's hopefully it's, it's more of an entertaining fixture. Um, but what, really, how do Fleetwoods, if they were going to get anything out of the game, really set up uh, away from home? Especially, obviously, it's going to be a- picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them, honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Slightly different circumstances being uh, uh, the away side rather than the home side. So so how would you say that Fleetwood, if they're going to get a result out of the fixture, would, uh, would need to set up? Well, first of all, I have to say that coming away from the game at Highbury, um, my overriding emotion was that Derby County looked a very, very good side. Um, clearly, they've just come down from the championship. There was all the kinds of problems that have been going on at the club, but they looked a very solid team. And I remember thinking that they're going to be up there or thereabouts come the end of the season. So I think it was a good point for, for Fleetwood, particularly yeah. at that time early on in the season. Coming into the game at the weekend, what fleet? I mean, they have actually changed the formation on a number of occasions recently. So sometimes they'll play with a back three, uh, with wing backs, and then there are other occasions when they'll they'll go with a back four, um, and they play three in midfield and three up top. Um, so it could be either of those particular uh, formations, but they don't tend to lose too often by by. That many goals. I mean, they've only lost by a greater margin than one goal twice all season. And that was 2-0 at home to Portsmouth. And in the week, they lost 2-0 at Wickham. So the margin of defeat isn't that great. And I think what they'll do when they come to uh, Derby, clearly the expectation will be that Derby will enjoy the lion's share of possession. 
they will be the side. The onus is on them to come and break Fleetwood down. And I think they'll be solid, whether they go with the three or whether they go with the four, they'll be solid. The, the two wide players in the front three will tuck in to make things difficult in the wide areas. And, uh, and they'll be solid and resolute. You only need to look at the performance a couple of weeks ago in the FA Cup at Burnley when uh, they went there. They Yes, OK, they sat deep, but you're not going to go to Burnley and open up. Um, and in the end, they lost to a 90th minute goal, albeit they were down to 10 men for the second half. So that shows the kind of solidity and togetherness that they do have. And I think if they can weather the early storm, there's no reason why they can't go there on Saturday make it difficult and look to possibly take, get something on the break or from a set piece. In many respects, the archetypal away performance. Well, just looking at uh, the game uh, this weekend, a little bit deeper uh, and just delving into Fleetwood's um, starts in 11 and, and the way you play and, and stuff like that. I mean, just looking at the your, your top scorers just on paper, it's quite spread out. You haven't really got that cemented striker. It's probably the reason why you brought in um, two really big hitters in, in the lower divisions of, of League One and League Two and Jaden Stockley and Jack Marriott. But I mean, if you were going to put one or two players uh, out there as players for uh, Derby fans to keep an eye out for, um, for Fleetwood as danger men. Who would you put your ring your hat on? Leading scorer at the moment is Carlos Mendez Gomez. And he brings versatility to Fleetwood. He's on loan from Luton. He can play either as one of the front three or what he has been playing of late is in the hole uh, behind the front three. So they play two sitting midfielders who would tend to be Josh Vela and Lewis Warrington, and then Carlos Mendes Gomez. He's clever, he picks up spaces, he's skillful, he's got a goal in him, he can thread a pass. So he's a, he's a, a danger. Uh, Sean Rooney is the next top scorer with six goals. Now, he plays as a right-back, and he's a raiding full-back, but he does get in on the end of things. And it's quite a unique record, actually, because he came from St. Johnson, where he scored the winning goal in both the Scottish League and the Scottish FA Cup finals for St. Johnson <laughs> no, okay. in 1-0 victories, which for a full-back, one is, is unheard of, and two, for St. Yeah. Johnson to win both trophies. It, so it is quite a unique record, but he's definitely one to keep your eye on. Uh, and I do think as well, Jack Marriott, for two reasons. He's starting to come into a bit of form. And of course, it's just football, isn't it? He comes back to one of his <laughs> old clubs and, and haunts them, you know. So, I mean, as yeah. I say, from a Fleetwood perspective, we, we can only hope that happens. But again, you know, he's a player that Derby County fans will know well. And again, it'll be interesting for them to see how he's progressed. Now he's a, a player at Fleetwood uh, Town. I mean... Uh... Your Rooney's not related to Wayne Rooney like our Rooney is, is it? <laughs> no, no, certainly not. No, he's got a very broad Scottish accent. And, oh. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, he, he's one of those players. He's, he's wholehearted and, he, he, you know, yeah. he, he enjoys, the, he relishes a, a challenge. He'll go crunching in. And he's one of those supporters. The Fleetwood Town fans love him because of his all-action style. He scored some important goals, but he also, the opposition fans don't tend to take to him. He's one of those players... Uh, he got sent off in the recent game against Sheffield Wednesday at Highbury. And then uh, he came back for, I think it was either the league game or the second leg of the FA Cup. Um, sorry, the, the cup game at Hillsborough. And he was booed roundly by Sheffield Wednesday fans right, okay. all the way through the game. So he's one of those players. You love him if he plays for you. And the opposition yeah. fans tend to have him as a bit of a, a pantomime villain character, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, just looking at... Um, you 
you were alluding to it earlier, your, your, your style of play under uh, Scott Brown. I mean, him as a player, well-renowned for um, not uh, afraid to leave one in on uh, a few players. Let's pull it nicely. Um, but, I mean, has his, has his team really kind of taken that uh, on themselves? Has he really put that on uh, as a style of play as a manager? Or is he really, have they, I mean, uh, not nice niceties or anything, but some teams can be seen as... Uh, the nicer teams of the division. Uh, I mean, I'll put ourselves probably there. I wouldn't say we're the most uh, probably aggressive team. I mean, uh, Fleetwood's uh, up there in terms of that, following Scott Brown? Um, I, I, they're competitive, but I wouldn't say they're overly competitive. Um, you look in the midfield, he brought Josh Feller in, who I spoke about earlier, and he's combative. He, he gets stuck in. I don't think, um, you know, unfairly so. Um, he has Toto Enciala, who's a big, big commanding presence at the back. Um, I think earlier in the season, uh, hence the reason he went for Jaden Stockley and Jack Marriott in January, I think he was concerned that the strikers that he had uh, weren't you know, making the ball stick up front. So that was a concern for him and he's looked to address that. But I wouldn't necessarily say they're, they're um, a team that were overly physical. They play within the uh, you know the rules of the game, but uh, but clearly Scott Brown as a person, you don't win ten league titles with Celtic uh, yeah. if you've not got that competitive instinct in you. And I think you can see it when you talk to him that he's fiercely determined. He's absolutely intent on succeeding. And uh, and as I say, I think that the early signs are encouraging. He's also got Stephen Whitaker with him, who, when we speak to him, he's very balanced. He's very calm. So I think they're a good combination between the two of them. <laughs> It'd be yin and yang uh, pairing. Uh, it's probably the probably the nice or good cop bad cop. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think Scott Brown. I have to say, with, with you know my sort of dealings with him, he's very yeah. calm. You know, but. You don't always see what goes on in the dressing room, but as I say, when, when you're um, you, you've achieved the things that he's achieved, it, I, I always think to myself, it must be difficult when you've come from a culture where you're used to winning, and your expectation every season is to win trophies. For him to come to England to to a different league um, with players who, let's face it, won't be of the same ability as the ones that he played with at Celtic, and I'm not being disrespectful to them, but they won't be. So again, it's an adjustment for him, a different culture, a different mentality, and also to you know to to adjust to working with people who perhaps have limitations compared to you know where he's yeah. come from. Yeah, and 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 you kind of look at it there, and he's had to adapt himself as a as not only as an ex player, but uh, probably his managerial style probably vastly different to when he first started to how he's cemented himself at Fleetwood now. And I mean, he's got he's got yourselves nice and firmly in the middle and, and hopefully can push on next season. Um, so just coming to uh, bring uh, the, the pod to a close, I mean, F- Fleetwood fans coming to Pride Park on Saturday, I mean, a lot of the, the, the clubs and, and uh, people we chat to throughout the season have said that this is one to mark on the calendar as an away tie and an away fixture to go and travel to how how Fleetwood travelled this season can you see Fleetwood fans really relishing whatever the result just the the, the tie against Derby yeah I, th- I think Fleetwood fans um they're a hardy group uh, I mean clearly 
um, they don't take the biggest following with them to away games because um, they're, they're sort of uh, the, the area in which the Fleetwood fans tend to come from is mainly within the Fleetwood area. Clearly, we, you, they're up against Preston and Blackpool uh, yeah. just down the road. And then you've got Manchester and Liverpool not too far away. So, um, you know, by nature, the ground only holds, I think, in the region of 5,000. So they don't tend to take the biggest away following, but they always make plenty of noise. And they have a real loyal, <laughs> hardy group of fans who, uh, even at yeah. Wickham on Tuesday night, there was well over 50, 60 fans there who'd made a long, long journey midweek in, in March and a very, very cold night as well. So they'll be looking forward to coming to Pride Park because clearly it is a Premier League-style ground. Um, as I said to you earlier, they've had some big results this season, away at Sheffield Wednesday, away at Plymouth, yeah. Peterborough, Ipswich. So I think nobody probably outside Fleetwood would expect them to come to Derby and get anything. And I think sometimes that that in itself is an inspiring thing, not only for the players, but for the fans as well. So I think they'll be looking forward to it. And I think probably there'll be quite a few turn up at the weekend. Well, I'm sure they'll make their voices heard and uh, and hope for a positive result uh, on Saturday. Uh, and just Phil, just uh, before I let you go, I've taken too much time of your, of your Sunday. I mean, if you were going to put uh, a result, uh, if you were a, a betting guy uh, at the weekend, what would you what would you go for? And if Fleetwood were to to finally to stick one in the back of the net, as you say, they've struggled uh, all season. But if they do, uh, who would you put that on? Oh right, so um, I wouldn't be surprised if Fleetwood didn't pick up uh, a one-one draw. Um, mm-hmm. I think that would be a very very good result. I think it'll be difficult if I'm being brutally honest. But, okay. you know, if Fleetwood go and perform to the best of their abilities, they've shown they can pick up results at some of the bigger venues. And uh, so I'll stick my neck out and say a 1-1 draw. And, <laughs> you know, maybe a Jack Marriott goal. He's started scoring now. So strikers tend to score them in clusters. So, you know, <laughs> let, let's uh, let's see what happens. But, yeah, if, if I had to name a goal scorer, I'd probably plump for him. Well, let's hope he only scores one if he is going to score. <laughs> <laughs> and if uh, if he is going to score, I'll go. I'll go two one uh, Derby. I think I reckon we'll get the result. But I won't put it past Jack Marriott to score against us. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see how he uh, how he if he does score, how he actually celebrates. Because uh, we've had a few uh, over the years who've come to us, and Patrick Bamford uh, probably being one uh, who won't uh, talk about. Otherwise, uh, I'll get uh, I'll get a telling off. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I really appreciate your time, Phil, uh, uh, on the Sunday. And uh, as I say, safe travels uh, next weekend. And uh, obviously, if we uh, don't go up, um, we'd love to have you on again uh, for, for the two games next season. OK, thank you very much. It's uh, been a pleasure. Thank you. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.